Alright guys, welcome to episode 15 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And today some of the topics we're going to touch on are the filming of John Wick, which I think five was kind of recently confirmed just in general, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the new director of Captain Marvel 2. Actually, I don't know if new is the right word because... Has, was there any director in line before that? No. Mm-mm. Okay, so the announcement of the director for Captain Marvel 2. Um, our favorite songs, Longer Than 7 Minutes, uh, College Football, and then um, we're going to possibly talk about The Last of Us 2 again. But first... Alright, so let's start with John Wick. So yes. the the main thing we wanted to touch on is that they have announced apparent they've announced John Wick five, but then you brought it to my attention that they are planning on filming them back to back. Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna film them as one big production. So usually normal sequels, you know, they, they do the sequel or they do the movie, they shut everything down or they like put everything away and then they go, all right, let's start the new one. Let's do some sketches. Let's do pre-production. Let's plan everything. And then they start all over basically from, not from scratch, but you know, they started not at the same time. Right. So like, right. you know, like Spider-Man one comes out and they go, that was great. Great reaction. Let's do Spider-Man two. They start all over, they film it, they put it out. But I'm sure even before the movie comes out, they got some ideas rumbling. Right. But this is different. This is like literally at the same time that they're planning four, they're doing five, right? So like the story for both of them is mostly hammered down for the most part before they even start filming for four. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is pretty ambitious. It's pretty big. And it sort of means that they're all in on it, right? Like, like for Lionsgate, this is like their cash cow. Like they're like, this is going to be it, which makes sense right. because they're a hundred percent sure that four is not going to do poorly at this right. point. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, John wick three opened, I think to $50 million. I think I, I don't know it's total, but, um, for an R rated movie, um, that's the second sequel. That's huge. You know, especially considering the first one was, uh, you know, it was a big hit of course, but it was a, in theaters, it was a very modest hit. You know, I think like $10 right. million opening around 40 mil total. I think it's all been sort of like the word of mouth cult following type thing. Right. Absolutely. So that is an interesting thing to think about. And and you brought up the fact that a lot of movies that are done this way don't generally turn out great. Yeah, yeah. So I think the first one that always that I remember doing this or the one that um, I know of that did this, um, you can feel free to reach out if this isn't the first one. But the first ones I always heard of were the Back to the Future uh, sequels. So Back to the Future 1 comes out um, in 1985 and, you know, it's huge, right? Um, and so immediately they get to work on Back to the Future 2. And so at the same time, they do Back to the Future 3 as well. And so Back to the Future 2 comes out in 1989 and then 3 comes out in, 19, in uh, 1990. But if you watch both of them, like, it, they're pretty much, like, directly, like, linked, right? Like, as soon as one, uh, 2 ends, it's like to be continued or like you know next you know see us in a year type thing right yeah and so they did it uh the matrix did it they filmed reloaded and revolutions at the same time so it's like you know you film i think the cinematographer for both of those said that they filmed for like 
250 days straight or something. God. Like, just like... Because, <laughs> I mean, there's, both of those movies Fucking are huge. Neo and black leather for 250 200. days. <laughs> I mean, dude, like the courtyard fight with all the agents, that took like a month to film. And then you can only imagine how long the fucking highway fight took, if you remember oh that one. Oh, my God. Dude, that, that is the most... Like, one of the best action sequences in any movie. But right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, like, the movie itself, it's kind of like, ugh. But, um, and so that that's, you know, both of those are kind of like, eh. Like, I, I, I saw three once. I have not gone back. Um, I saw, I've seen two a couple times, and I've seen that scene with the, in the highway a few, a few times. Um, I need to rewatch it, sort of, just to get a better appreciation of it. Um, and then, of course, the last ones that I know, or the most recent example, are the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. They filmed two and three back-to-back and released uh, them in back-to-back years. Oh, well, it's Pirates of the Caribbean? All right. Oh. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but yeah, they filmed those back-to-back, and we know those are gutter trash. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But but it's, it's almost the exact same thing as the Matrix ones, where the third one I watched once, and I haven't watched it again, but the second one actually has some really good action sequences. There's, like, one where they're, like, in a, a, like a well wheel. Not a well. What is it called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a well. Right. And then they're, like, they're like fighting... At, with swords as the wheel spins and it's really right. cool it looks great um but they're both not as good as the first ones um so overall you know it's kind of like eh, like it usually like it, it doesn't bode well for them to do this or it doesn't come out as well as most people would think right right and and you brought up the exception which is yeah infinity the, war and endgame which, yeah with like the two biggest movies it. of all time yeah. <laughs> and so that did you have something you wanted to say specifically about those? Uh, no, just that, well, like, I knew that they were going to do part one and part two, because it was originally supposed to be when they announced them. They were supposed to be Infinity War, part one. And then it was supposed to be Avengers, Infinity War, part one. And then Avengers, Infinity War, part two. And then somewhere they just said, well, they're two distinct movies. Which, if you watch them, they kind of are. But right. they were filmed in the same production schedule. Like, it was just one massive production doing both of them um, at the same time. I... I I think they weren't as um, closely linked as the other ones. I think they were more separate, but it was still the big, just one big massive production. Because it's like when you have to get all those actors, instead of being like, all right, book your schedule. All right, go ahead and do whatever. You go ahead and say, book your schedule for this one all the way to the end of Endgame. Right. Um, so it does save money in the long run, but it does end up hurting movies generally. Endgame, of course, being the exception, being like the fucking biggest movie of all time. Right, and so I'm gonna, hmm. uh, I'm gonna maybe make a suggestion, not a suggestion. A don't know what the word I'm looking for is. So I'm just gonna fucking stumble over it, mm-hmm. which is that like, I wonder if so. Like Back to the Future, The Matrix. Boy, I literally just fucked up my own uh, logic because I was about to say Pirates of the Caribbean, but uh, I was gonna say Back to the Future and The Matrix kind of had like a very twist in maybe not twist and turning but like i feel like there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong story-wise right and those movies like back to the future is just a time travel thing it's not a super deep story but like like we mentioned with uh the movie that i can't palm springs yes um like it's just a lot of ways for little things to go wrong once you start introducing time travel yes yeah yeah and i mean like you know you, you said you've never seen it but in the second one so you know they go to the future they go to like 2015 and then they go back, and it's, like, different. And then, anyway, so, um, 
they also go back in time to the things that happened in the first movie. So oh you see the first movie, you see some stuff happening from the first movie from a different perspective in the second movie. So it, you know, it sort of gets mixed up, and then in fucking in the third one, they go to the old west. So right. yeah, I, I think uh, you. Oh, sorry, go ahead and finish your thought. But I, I kind of what you're saying is that you know, once you get sort of that sci-fi high concept shit, then it's like oh, it sort of kind of collapses under its own weight of complexity. Right, and I wonder if lumping these things into the same production hinders that even more because then you're not like really i don't know enough about the movie so i'm saying all this like i'm some sort of fucking insider and there's easily someone that's probably gonna be like that's not how that works at all but like in my head like if you don't have two separate production cycles there may be some things that aren't getting quite as fleshed out as they would otherwise right just if for no other reason than the time to separate yourself from it and then come back to it you know what i mean like you come back to it fresh and maybe notice things no right. different than rereading a a paper you have to turn in in college. You know what I mean? Like you can be like, ah, oh, fucking nailed it, done, and then you come back the next day and you're like, I do have quite a few typos in here. Like, yeah, exactly. This up. So exactly. Like, like you, there's no there's no time to uh, respond to it. So like, let's say you put something in two and it just lands with a fucking thud. Like people just do not like it. You have right. no chance of cutting it out because you're already locked into it, right? And then when you try to change it, if you try to change it, it, like, fucks up the third one because then it sort of looks where you chopped it up. Kind of like um, like uh, um, the third Star Wars one, right? Because they right. people didn't like the second one for some reason. And then so then they, you know, reversed course the other way. But it's like that. It's like that. It's like imagine that. But if they had filmed them back to back, then people would have been like, what the hell is this? You know? Right. And, like, also... Where my overall, I think, arcing point was that I could see it possibly working for John Wick where it didn't work for those movies because, like, those two movies have, uh, like, th- there's a lot of complexity that you're addressing in a very short amount of time. Like, as much as three movies is a lot of movies, like, it's still, like, a short amount of time to nail everything you've got. Right. So, like, Avengers Endgame and Infinity, on the other hand, like, whereas... Like, you could say their time travel is just as complex. The thing is, is they were building for that for 20-plus movies, I feel like. I don't know what the number is, but I feel like it was 20-plus movies. Yeah, it was. So, like, that was planned way ahead of time. Maybe not completely fleshed out, but, like, way more fleshed out than other movies that are trying to double production. Right. I mean, and that's why it worked. On the other hand, John Wick, I feel like only very loosely needs any sort of you know what i mean like it's not about the story you know what I mean? it's right, like right. all about the set pieces and the action and like give you like, enough story to be invested in the character's motives right. so like maybe just because it's such a bare minimum needed they can still nail it you know what i mean like I, i'm hoping that because you're not having to worry about things landing the wrong way you know what i mean like realistically what can they do that's going to make people be like, oh, now I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. You didn't shoot enough people do... in the head. <laughs> right. Unless they literally, like, John Wick turns into a pacifist. Like, that's the only way they can fuck this <laughs> up. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, like like you said, like, other ones, it's about the, the stories. But this one seems to be about just people wanting to see him, you know, karate chop people in the throat and shoot him in the head point blank, you know. Right. And for what it's worth of The Matrix, the action sequences were great. It's just people that were invested in the story were like, "Well, hold on, this this isn't yeah. this isn't really coming together in a way that makes sense 
or is great. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, if all it was was the action pieces, then it was fine. You know. Right. So like, I'm hoping maybe John Wick four and five will still do okay because I do love those movies. Yeah, and the thing is, like the the thing you know, Endgame and Infinity War are such huge exceptions in every single way because, in the three that I mentioned, Back to the Future, The Matrix, and Pirates, all three of them, the second movie ends. And all three of them end in such a way where it's not emo- It's not like narratively satisfying. Like Back to the Future, two ends. Uh, Doc gets stuck in the past, and you have to be like, "Oh, he's gonna go save him." And you go, "Well, shit, that's not really an ending to the movie. Like, it doesn't feel like a movie on its own because the movie yeah, the goes, conflict is still happening. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> wait until next year, kids. And then the Matrix, you know, at the it's end, it's like it's like an anime. Like, like literally, like it ends in the middle of a fight, and you're like, "Well, hold on." Yeah, well, like, what the fuck? Yeah, because then in Pirates 2, Jack dies, and, like, we got to go find him at the, you know, in the underworld or whatever, the edge of the world. And you're like, okay, come back next year, kids, when we save Captain Jack Sparrow. And then in The Matrix, same thing. I think Neo, uh, Agent Smith leaves The Matrix, and I think Neo is blinded. Uh, Come back next time, kids, when we see what happens to Neo. And it's like... Like, I don't want to see that. Which I guess Infinity War kind of did that. You right. Know, like, when, but, but like... Nah, because it's, it's narratively concluded unlike the other ones. Now, right, the bad totally, guy won. Yeah, it totally is not. Like I, like, I definitely want there to be another movie because I don't want this to end this way. But, yeah. like, thematically, narratively, like, if it had ended there, you'd just been like, that's devastating. Yes. Like, you wouldn't be like, this sucks because I didn't get to finish you know what i mean like this is just terrible you know what it would have what it would have been like the equivalent would have been like if thanos gets all six stones and he's about to snap it and or he snaps it and it cuts to black and it's like the credits roll like that's the same that would have been the same as the other ones but i think yeah i think them showing it and ending it and it, it being its own movie where the bad guy just happens to win i think that's what differentiates it and then i think that's why the second movie made so much more money Whereas all of the other three, the third installment, the second sequel, made less money than the second one for all three of the ones. Right, because for what it's worth, I think people can just naturally, intuitively feel a cash grab. Yes. Like, like, like or they, they they can feel when they're being like fucked out of a yes, story. Yeah, like, like struggling. To... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like that's one of the things with like, uh, it happens in video games a lot. Actually, it's just like it, there are times where, like, you get the end of a story and you're just like, this is not, like, this didn't, like, you're, or, like, the actions that you are doing in the game, like, your overall grand arcing story that's going between these games, it, it just doesn't end with any sort of, like, resolve. And you're just like, cool. So, like, or or overall nothing happened. You know what I mean? Like, like, right. like maybe I got all this story, but really, like, it didn't lead to anything outside. And you're like, cool. So, I guess I'm done with this like like i don't want to like you're clearly just reaching at this point Mm -hmm. which is what i will say about two different games which is that one the assassin's creed 2 trilogy with Ezio, where you have like Ezio, then Ezio again then old Ezio. yeah i feel like kind of nailed it like infinity would be like each was really its own self-contained game right like it definitely there was more to expand upon clearly because we had two more games but like it still felt satisfying when you finished one you know what i mean yeah, yeah. And, and that was helpful. And then the other thing was, like, the other reach, I think, is, like, Osiris Wrath, which, uh, when I talked about it before, like, it, it it needs the DLC. The game is not complete, really, until you have the DLC. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
I think they understood that, and that's why the DLC was so cheap. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, it's like if you're if if you're like, look, like some things happened, like we need this, and then you charge like twenty dollars, like, well, hold on, eat a dick. But then if it's like five, you're like, cool, I'll like I'll, I'll live it's with like it. Some, yeah. Somebody made a compromise somewhere where they were like, we'll have DLC, but it'll be super cheap, kind of thing. You know? Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah. I think if you're gonna do that, you have to like not be a scumbag about it because that's when it pulls you know people along. Right, right, or it makes you know narrative sense. Oh, uh, uh, I literally just re- I thought about him. Uh, the fucking the Lord of the Rings movies. They were all filmed back to back to back. I just all three. Yeah, I just completely oh. forgot about them because they were well. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know. I guess when I think about these, I always think you know the first movie comes out and it makes a lot of money, and then they do two and three back to back to fucking you know add a bunch of money. Right. But I guess those worked out. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like those are different because like. The story was already there. Right. There yeah. was a giant-ass book ready to go. <laughs> right, right. And, and nobody was confused about whether it was going to be good or not. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, um... Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, back-to-back, hopefully John Wick turns out great. That's, that's my hope. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I... Like, you know, I've said here before, I like them okay. Like, I don't love them. People love them. I think they'll be fine, I think, if we ever do make them. I mean, I think uh, 4 is supposed to come out... I think they said Memorial Day 2022, so who knows if that's going to happen. Um, and I would think probably they would do five Memorial Day 2023. Right. I'm, I'm in, though. I'm in, yeah. though. If those actually happen, I'm in. Yeah. But yeah. going from one movie to another, um, yep. they hire, Nia DaCosta has now been announced to be directing Captain Marvel 2. And yes. I know nothing about this name. Mm-hmm. All I know is that in this note, you put... Candyman apostrophe S. Candyman's Nia DaCosta. Which, yeah. I don't know anything about that movie either, but just based on the name, I assume it's a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a remake of the one from, I think, the 90s, the one with Tony Todd. And it was supposed to come out, I think, this summer. And it's produced, or executive producer, produced by Jordan Peele. Okay. Um, and so it was going to come out, and, I mean, it must have been... Or must have you know good buzz around it if they hired her to do, you know, a sequel to a billion dollar movie. Um, but I think it's a good hire. I, I I mean, from what I hear, her first movie's really good, and like I said, I think the the um, the remake's supposed to be pretty good too. So yeah, I mean, I I like it. It's a good hire. Yeah, I mean, I don't like I said, I don't know much about it, but um, who directed the first Captain Marvel? Um, it was a, a duo. It was uh, um, Ryan, uh, Amy Flick and Ryan Bowden. And they are a duo. And they, they made a couple of small movies. And then they got their big break when they did Captain Marvel. Um, and they actually did... Um, did I say... I might have gotten the names backwards. Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. And they actually are uh, the directors of the show I mentioned last week, um, Mrs. America. They did that oh, okay. one, or they did some episodes of that one. Um, and so, yeah, I'm interested, or I'm, I'm surprised why they didn't ask them to come back. But I guess, you know, I guess having a, a black woman, as you know, a fucking directing a gigantic $200 million movie um, is something that, that's awesome. Um, although, I, you know, I'm always split when they get these directors who are like sort of up and coming because it's like like yeah it's good that they're getting their big break but then you know you 
sort of they fuck it up right now they're probably not recovering is that right right <laughs> yeah like if they're yeah like uh you know for every ryan coogler who did black panther now he's you know he can do any movie he wants for the rest of his life mm-hmm. there's like a guy uh josh trank so he did chronicle do you remember that one when where the kids can move shit with their minds I never watched that one, but I, I remember seeing the, the trailers for it, I think. Mm-hmm. And so that one was a relatively size hit, which I'm guessing they thought Candyman is going to, or they think Candyman is going to be. And so they gave him Fantastic Four after that, the Oof. remake, the shitty remake. Oof. And, I mean, it was shitty, and he also had a uh, bit of a personality, and there was, like, uh, issues on set and stuff. Um, but, of course, that blows up in his face. It bombs when it comes out. And he hasn't been able to make a big movie since. I mean, he's made some movies, but none of them have been, you know, fucking Disney $200 million level, you know? Right. So so two things I want to address here. One mm-hmm. is that, do you think, do you think it's legitimately possible to make a good Fantastic Four movie? Uh, yeah, I mean, they did, you know, I think The Incredibles is probably the best version of that sort of story. Um, but then again, you know, The Incredibles was made by Pixar, so it's like... Right, and also, like, not meant to be serious. And I'm not saying that, like... Hmm. Because, like, Thor Ragnarok isn't, like, a serious movie, you know what I mean? It's, like, constantly, like, hitting you with jokes. But, like, I think the heroes and, like... I think think The Incredibles, because it's made up, and it's like, this is superheroes, like, you can do whatever you want with them, but, like, when you have the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom, which is a serious, legitimate villain... You know what I mean? And then you have these four heroes, and, like, their powers just suck, man. There's nothing... (laughs) There's nothing to say. Like, they're just a joke. You have one dude who can turn into fire. He's the only one that remotely is even, like, should be a fucking hero. The other dude got turned into rocks. Who cares? Doesn't have control of rocks. Literally just is rocks. Just is rocks, yeah. His name is literally The Thing. (laughs) Because what the fuck do you call him? <laughs> fucking senior rocks, dude. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, then you got Mr. Fantastic, which is the shittiest, dumbest fucking power ever. Like, I don't know You can stretch. You can do, like, balloons. You can be, like, Elastigirl. And, <laughs> and be not serious. <laughs> That's how <awesome. laughs> Like, what the fuck uh-huh. are you supposed to do with that? Uh-huh. Like, bro, Dr. Doom has, like blasters on his arms or whatever or fucking like lasers i don't know but like what am i supposed to do right. like i can stretch <laughs> this man can fly and shoot me like what bro your ability to stretch doesn't help you against a random fucking dude who stole a girl's purse with a gun like you can't <laughs> like he just shoots you as a rat like <laughs> you're fucked <laughs> but i i i, I think well and the bitch but, can go invisible like i just like it like, i wish you could do force fields you can do force fields uh, it's yeah. something yeah. Um, uh, to save fucking old Mr. Plastic over here. Like, like that's, all, that's all she's there for. She's just the insurance. He's yeah. smart and he can just be long, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I do wonder what, how they're going to do it. I mean, like, there's no way they're not working on it. You know, they have the characters back. Um, but it seems, you know, we're not going to see that for a long time because everything's sort of stuck in whatever this is. But. Good. I don't. My man, dude, he's rocks, dude. I don't like every <laughs> yeah, character I mean, like, sucks except the human. I'm torch, sure people dude. said that about you know about Groot or about Rocket. They're like a raccoon or like oh a tree, you know. Yeah, but like, the thing is, is they're not there as serious heroes. They're there as like 
the comic relief. Like Groot is not out here. Like like Groot does save everyone in one grand act, right? Like right. when he like yeah. covers everyone. Yeah, yeah. But like it's it's not like Groot was out here taking down Thanos. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, like yeah. <laughs> and like Rocket Raccoon was like had like some funny lines. He was like kind of comedic relief. Had funny lines, and then every once in a while, just like pull an emotional string here and there, and then, like, shoot something, you know? But he, again, was never, like, the guy. He was, Rocket Raccoon was never the guy responsible for, like, the villain's downfall. Right, yeah, yeah, he wasn't, like, the He wasn't Star-Lord, Star -Lord, or yeah. Gamora, yeah. or fucking, even fucking, uh, Batista. Yeah. Nah, dude, it's Batista. <laughs> <laughs> All I've ever wanted is to see him do a Batista bomb to someone in... In, in one, one of the of movies, the... yes. It's like when uh, when the fucking Rock did the rock bottom in, I think it was uh, Furious 7. Do you remember that? He did it on Jason I did, Statham. I haven't, I haven't seen that yet, but I I don't think I've seen that one yet, but that's so amazing. Yeah, but I want... No, nah, here's what he, he should have done to people's elbow. Can you imagine <laughs> if in a serious action scene, at the end of it, he, like, yeah. runs, jumps over, the dude jumps over him again, fucking, like... Throws his wristband. Yeah, throws his yeah. fucking elbow pad, like, yeah. oh, just off into the ground and does the stupid shake. Like, when he falls. Yeah, when you get off of here, watch... Yeah, watch that fight scene between The Rock and Jason Statham in Furious 7 because it is filmed... That whole movie is filmed very differently than the rest because it was filmed by James Wan. So it has these, like, camera moves where when he, like, rock bottoms him, the camera, like, moves with The Rock like um, like an upgrade. Did you remember... Did you watch the movie Upgrade where the guy, like, moves and the camera moves with him? It's like that. It's like these weird fucking flipping camera shits. And so... Yeah, he does the rock bottom. He, like, grabs him, and the camera, like, goes... Like, he's vertical him. on the screen the whole time? Like, as yes, he's yes, going yes, down yes, for yeah, the rock bottom? Yeah, I think, oh, I think so, yeah. No. Yeah. So, um... Is Furious 7... Is Furious 7 the one where they go to the rock's home? Uh, or is that 8? Do you know which one be... I'm talking about? With Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns. Oh, that's, um, that's uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, that's Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. right. Because I remember you, you're like 100% against spoilers, right? And like, or, or even trailers. Um, oh, yes, yes. And I, yeah. I mentioned to you, I was like, I really want to bring up something, but if you don't want to hear it, I understand. And you're like, I don't want to hear it. So uh -huh. I, I don't know if I ever brought this up, but like my thing was is that when I saw Roman Reigns, it was like Roman Reigns and The Rock, I was like, I hope to God that this action scene is one of the best action scenes in a movie ever because it's just dudes fucking, like, that can actually wrestle, just, like, bodying the shit out of each other on camera with, like, good uh -huh. special effects and not just, like, a stage. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yes, like, yes, like yeah, actual yeah. wrestling. Like, can you imagine if wrestling had, like, full production value, how lit it would be? And I was like, I hope it's that. But I don't <laughs> think it ended up turning into that. I, I don't believe no. so. <laughs> mm -mm. But can you imagine? Can you imagine they fucking, like, like the Rock throws some dude, Roman Reigns clotheslines him, and then does the fucking, like, his finisher? Yeah. The, the, the fucking the rock, punch. Rock bottoms. Yeah. And then the, the Rock. Superman punch, yeah. Right. Which is, by the way, here's the deal. I'm not really into wrestling that much. But, by the way, the Superman punch has got to be the lamest fucking. It's the lamest uh, one, dude. Bro, it's worse than it's fucking John Cena's it's F.U. It's an actual Remember punch, that? dude. Like, like, bro. It's like if someone's finisher was like a strong right, like like a strong right hook. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. And it's there's the also not really any theatrics to it. 
Right. Like, Sweet Chin Music was just a kick to the face, but my man warmed up the band first, you know? What I mean? Right, right. And it's like that build-up. It's like the, it's like Edge's spear. It's like, you see, you know, he's in one in corner, and he's like, come on, get up, right? And he's like flipping his hair, and you're like, it's the anticipation of the guy getting up slowly. Yeah. Um, also, the and... spear, though, is also pretty low, because it's just a football tackle. <laughs> right. Like, I was watching but... people actually do that against moving targets in but the NFL. Did... <laughs> when Jeff Hardy was hanging off the belt, and he did it from the ladder. Oh, yeah. That's that fair. was pretty sweet. Um, it it's just so funny we're talking about wrestling because this week um, somebody tweeted out, like, what's a, f- a sports memory you wish you would have seen live or whatever? Okay. And I said um, the moment in the SmackDown episode where Brock Lesnar suplexed the big show off of the top rope and oh, he yeah. broke the ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the craziest shit ever in a wrestling match. And it's not like I'm not revealing anything anyone doesn't know already, which is the fucking... Undertaker and McFoley do that shit. So it's like when he threw him off the the, the, the hell in the cell. Yeah, the hell in the cell, and the top crashes down. I think. Oh yeah. Like, Jesus Christ! And it was not planned. It was not planned. That's the. Oh most, yeah. Oh yeah. Right. 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 Because he was he was supposed to only like just choke slam him at the top, and like the top was just supposed to like be like, oh my god, he's got he landed on the chains or right. the chain link fence. Right. But, but then the fucking thing fucking broke, and the whole thing away. came down. And I was like, holy shit. You know, for like a split second, the whole way down. Wait, what was his name? Because Mick Foley was the guy he was. Mankind. Mankind. You know, the whole way down, he's like, dude, it's a rat. It's a rat for me. It's It's over. (laughs) Like, if you watch, dude, that's why if you watch it, Undertaker just stands up there because he's like, fuck, I just killed somebody. (laughs) I just killed somebody on fucking national TV. Yeah. Oh, boy. And that's happened. Uh, Sad times. Okay, so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's no bueno. But yeah, the, the fucking, yeah, the wrestling thing. Like, all right. Somebody on the comments of that YouTube of where they broke the ring, they yeah. said, they were like, this is the first episode I watched. So like, imagine my expectations oh the my next God. week. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? You'd be like, wow, this whole thing well, fucking sucks. this is sucks. fucking sucks, dude. Like, there's just normal wrestling. What happened? Why isn't the ring exploding? <laughs> right? Yeah. I thought they were going to throw them through the ropes while the ropes were on fire. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think, where were we going with this? We were talking about The Rock or something? I don't uh, know. The only, the only connection I can make, which is not the connection we made, I'm 100% sure, is that we were talking about The Rock because The Thing is just rocks. Like, <laughs> oh, yes. I think that's what it was. No, we were talking There's I no way that's what remember. it was. There's no way that's what it was. But I'm with it. We're back. <laughs> the was, Thing you, is just rocks. Say... Mr. Elastic can't stop a bullet. And fucking Invisible Girl is invisible. And the Human Torch is okay. That's all I got. <laughs> I was going to say, the only thing longer than this chain of connections <laughs> are our favorite songs that are seven minutes long. Yeah, so our favorite songs that are longer than seven minutes. I guess if yes. that shit clocked in at exactly seven minutes, we're still counting it. But if it clocks in at 6.59, get that shit <laughs> no. out of here. Get um, out of here. <laughs> so wh- let's go through some of yours real quick, and then I'll go through mine quick. Yeah, do you want to do back and forth, or just we just I uh, just go ahead? How about this? Where are we at on time? Because I forgot to set my stopwatch. What about uh half the way through thirty minutes? All right, fuck it, dude. Uh, let's let's just, just go, go back, through and, back forth, and forth, and then when yeah. you catch it, and it's like fifty five minutes, and we both talked about one song each, we'll be like, let's read <laughs> we'll be like, it. God up. damn it! <laughs> we need to do better. But I'll start first. My first one is "Fear" from by Kendrick Lamar from 2017's "Damn." Um, it's uh, I didn't get the exact times, but it's seven minutes and plus. And in it, he talks about um, his fears at three different ages, 7, 17, and 27. And he talks about, you know, being afraid of his mom, being afraid of dying, and then being afraid of losing his um, 
his money or losing, you know, losing it all as quickly as he gained it. Um, it's my favorite song off of that album. Um, DNA's good, but I think this one is kind of like the singing about me dying of thirst of that one, where it's like, Damn, yeah, this I is like his lyricism is on display. Like this is the shit. Um, so I definitely recommend it. it it's uh, fear. Okay. Um, my my favorite song on that album. So you remember how I talked about Electric Body because the chorus was so absurd. Yeah. Like shake yeah. that ass girl, make that coochie wet is like the the most insane thing to do for a chorus. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite song. Uh, damn like it's definitely not the best song like i i will tell you that it's definitely not the best song uh mm-hmm. but it's still like my favorite like it makes me smile the most when it comes on is element because it's just like of course oh, like, yeah. if i gotta step on pussy ass, sexy. i'm gonna make it look sexy, sexy. <laughs> it kills me every time so that's my favorite song off that album which is completely unrelated but that's how we do it um so what's funny is we brought this up this has been on the list, I think, for like two or three weeks, and then we didn't touch on it three weeks ago, or two weeks ago, and then this past week we mentioned it, mm-hmm. um, which, by the way, was the the reason we used Last Call, because Last Call is like 45 minutes long, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the last quote, and only like two minutes of it is actually a song. The rest of it is just them talking. Yeah, um, just him, yeah. Yep. But it still counts. Um, so... But anyways, we were talking about it then, and while this was on the document, I was listening to my phone at work. I'm just having music playing in the background because I was just like, I, I like can't zone in and like focus at work unless I have music, and I don't know what it is, but like, like music gives me just enough energy to like, like I need to get shit done, but not so much energy that I'm like just fucking like losing my mind. But yeah. so, and then Pyramids by Frank Ocean came on. And I was like, I was like, this song sounds really good because I never listened to I think Channel Orange, which is the album it's on. Um, I had never, I've never listened to Channel Orange, so sue me on that one. And oh, it's excellent. I know. <laughs> like, what's funny is I will never dispute that any of these are great. Like, you're like Lemonade's the best. And I was like, yeah, I, probably. And you're like Anti's <laughs> the best. I was like, yeah, definitely. Channel Orange is the best. Like, I get it. But, like, I just, for whatever reason, never sit down and listen to them. But uh, I heard it, and I was like, this is, like, I like the way this sounds. And then, like, five minutes later, I was like, this song's still fucking going? I mean, I'm into it, but yeah. holy shit. <laughs> and then I looked, and it's, like, I think it's, like, seven and a half minutes or something like that. And I was like, I'm putting it on the list. Because that song is great. Um, but I just remember, like, being shocked it was still going on. I was like, we're still doing this? For real? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so that's that's going to be the first one I go over. Alright, my next one is uh, Spodiody Delicious by uh, Outcast, Which has the um, best horns in any fucking song ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and so the song itself is great. Um, and it's sort of like that classic, it's like the classic mix of like their lifestyle, but also uh, like life and, 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 and just great lyric- lyricism. Um, but of course, like you just said, the, the horns are classic. Um I think, and they're also sampled in so many songs. Like yeah, because uh, they're fucking the best thing that's ever happened in a song. <laughs> yes, you've heard them before. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, and so they're sampled in like the uh, the flawless remake by Beyonce, All Night by Beyonce, Right Above It by Lil Wayne, Who Dat by J Cole, um, 
a Jill Scott song, another song by Joey Badass, Charlie Shambino samples it, Logic samples in the song. So, like, those horns are classics. Um, but, yeah, it's seven minutes, and that's that's my number two. Okay, my number two is going to be a callback to... Um, I was talking about Odd Future last episode. Oldie is, like, their... Oldie was, like... So, here's the deal. I'm going to say some shit, and I might be remembering it wrong, but that this is definitely what I thought was going on, which is that, like I said before, where like, there was all this like mythology around Earl sweatshirt. Like, I feel like I remember the OF tape came out, which was like their groups mixtape. Like it wasn't just a Tyler project. It wasn't just a Haji mm-hmm. project. Like everyone that was in that group, which was a giant fucking group, like did songs on this mixtape. And Earl has a verse in oldie. And I think he's like maybe the next to last verse. Like I think Tyler, the creator is the last verse, and Earl's the one before that. And I feel like I remember it being, like, the first time we heard something new from him in a very long time. And so it was super dope. He has a great verse. But, like, it's everybody. Like, <laughs> like one of the dudes is not even a rapper. Has, like, never done a song. He just gets uh-huh. on there and drops, like, this tiny, tiny verse. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still, like, decent. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, it's just, like, eight minutes. It's a very, like, uh, minimal beat. I feel like I feel like there's not much to it. But it's just enough for everyone to kind of flow on. Like, fucking Frank Ocean comes in, does his, uh, does a verse. You know what I mean? Like, everyone yeah. was in on it. And uh, I just remember, like, being surprised at how, like, everyone held their weight. That's the other thing. is If you get one of these songs where it's, like, a lot of people, like, you, ha- you have to be careful. Because if, like, two dudes in a row drop the ball, it's a wrap. Like, you're fucking... Yeah, like, the, you're like, I'm not going to... You listen to, like, the first half of the song, and then you just go, all right, that's it, skip. Right. Um... Yeah, and I was just going to say, when you were mentioning, you know, everybody jumping on it, I was like, a future topic could be best posse cuts. Right. Um, and I feel like you might put this one on there as well. And then one song that was actually very close to making the six-minute, or the seven-minute mark, that actually, I was surprised didn't. Um, oh, that's a posse I didn't cut. even see this one on the bottom until, did you just put it there? I just added it, yeah. Because every time um, I think of posse cuts, this song's on there. Right, yeah, One Train by ASAP Rocky. And so, we, I mean, we'll talk about it in the future, but I was like, oh, One Train, definitely seven minutes, maybe like eight or maybe seven and a half. And when I went to look up the time, it's only like six and some change. And so I was like, well, shit, I didn't want to put it on there. Um, yeah. But that's one that I thought was going to be seven, but it wasn't. And that's another one where, like, the, the, the guest verses are all really good. And if it was seven minutes, you'd be like, yeah, they're all good. But I think, like you said, if one of them was not great or two of them weren't great, then every time you get to that point, just hit the next button. So What's... I think I think there's one verse specifically that I'm not crazy about if I'm remembering correctly. Is it the Danny Brown one? No, I love Danny Brown's verse, dude. It's nonsense, <laughs> but I love his voice. Um, yeah. But it's the Yellow Wolf verse, dude. Because I, I, Yellow Wolf, I think, is the right before. Is right before uh, Danny Brown, right? Um, God. I is it? No, it's a... Uh... You got the right kind of voice. He's got the worst voice ever, dude. It's like this, like... It's like Eminem, but redneck, dude. I'm not into it at all. Um, I'm yeah, okay. So he is in one train. Um, I'm looking at it. I'm trying to do it. This riveting fucking podcast content. I'm scrolling through this list. They're not labeled. Fuck, dude. When you mention my name amongst other white rappers, yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) matter of fact, any other fucking rapper that's. Skating musician to the park, dirt ditch digging burger flipping. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm not into this at all. I just need you. But luckily, I think, I think it's yeah. The very next line is Danny Brown, and his voice just is so perfect for me that I just stick it. What's funny is I thought Danny Brown was 
terrible for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, so Gambino, Childish Gambino has a mixtape called Royalty, um, mm-hmm. and you can't find it on Spotify because it's a mixtape. But right. he does a version of Toxic by Britney Spears. <laughs> and fucking Danny Brown's on it, dude, and it goes so hard. And that's when I was like, hold on, nah, dude, I'm in on the Danny Brown train. Like, I think yeah. Danny Brown's my dude now. <laughs> and then this came out shortly after, and I was like, uh, nah, I'm definitely with Danny Brown now. Um, yeah. Also, he just looks fucking weird if I'm keeping it in a book. Like, I sometimes the visuals are really just enough to throw me off where I'm just like, I think I'm good. Like, <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, that one I'm surprised isn't seven minutes. And we'll talk yeah. more about that on the Posse Cup. Yeah. But sorry, where I was going with that originally is that Yellow Wolf verse is kind of bad, but luckily Danny Brown's is right after it. So, like, it works for me. But I could see where if you hated Danny Brown's verse and hated Yellow Wolf's verse, maybe you don't stay around for Big Crits, which is right. fucking Chef's Kiss. Like, uh-huh. so that's what you got to make sure you're doing if you have a song that long. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, so what's your next one? My number three is I'm going to switch around the, the list here just to mix it up a little bit. But uh, mine is Love Like a Sunset by the band Phoenix. Um, so this is from their, from their album, the 2009 album, uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix. Um, and they're sort of like techno-y alternative rock, more like, uh, what can I say? What do you like? Sort of like, um, what's their names? The fucking French duo. Daft Punk. Like a little bit like Daft Punk, but more rock. Um, and so this song is like the first like five minutes or like this really cool instrumental that I just mm-hmm. love. I like love hearing it. Like it's it, it it sounds so cool. And the second, the last two minutes are just like a small version of a song. But it, I love this song. And I love hearing it. And like it, it, it sort of puts you in a specific mood. Um, and then in their fall, in their follow up album, they try to have this type of song again, where it's like you know the a regular album, and then in the middle they put like a long eight minute song. Mm-hmm. But it's just not the same. It's not as good. Um, this one I think is is. Um, like one of those like driving like at sunset or driving at sunrise and listening to it type shit. Um, it's excellent. I love it. Right. So you know what I just thought of would have been great to put in here and would have been a total fucking cheat is yeah. I want to say it's illest motherfucker alive. Yeah. Cause it's, 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 it's like, like five minutes, minutes of pause. silence. Like, <laughs> and I, here's the deal. I remember when I, Got that song, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I Googled it. They are like, there's actually, like, a musical term. Like, it's actually a thing. It's a it's a technique or, like, a thing that happens in music and, and is real. And at that moment, when I read that, I was like, nah, dog, they whiffed. Like, they're doing too much. Like, this shit's not working for me. I don't right. want to just sit in silence for five minutes and wait for the rest Before of the Before I get to the song, to yeah. Up. Dude, yeah, I have it on my iTunes. I did the thing I where you can... It. I yeah, skip it every you, time because I don't have iTunes. I just have Spotify. So, like, oh, yeah, I, I have it on yeah. my list because I know I like the song. Mm-hmm. Because before when I had it, like, downloaded, I would just, like, literally go into a program and clip off the beginning silence yeah, and then yeah. fucking put it on my phone. But, like, now, like, I'm like, oh, I love that song. And then every time it comes on, like, a minute and a half in, I'll be like, wait, why did the music stop playing? And then I look and it's still this motherfucking line. I'm like, skip, dude. God, I, these motherfuckers. I, I was like, I'm not fucking with it. Skip, dude. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. I, on my iTunes, I have it to where it starts right when it normally starts. Right. You know, it's like, dun, dun, dun. I'm just like, all right, that, that's 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 where we start. Right. Fuck all this silence bullshit. Yeah. So that song is not on my list because that would be a cheat. 
And also, the silence that makes it that long actually ruins it because I never listen to that song anymore. <laughs> so, but the next song I'm going to talk about is uh, there's this one might be unfair to put, which is that Buster Rhymes did a song called Touch It, right? And mm. he did a bunch of remixes with it. Like, and, and if I'm not mistaken, there was a small, like, a, almost like a single, but it was just, like, the different remixes of it. Because it was different people, because the beat is great. Um, the beat for that song is fucking bars, which doesn't actually make sense, but I'm sticking with it. Um, but the beat's so good, and, like, I think, I'm trying to think of the names on the remix, but anyways, then, I don't know if this is official or not, like, I don't know if this was officially put out, I feel like it had to have been, but there are there's definitely versions of that song you can find where people just took the different remixes because it's always the same beat. It's just different verses. Like mm-hmm. took all the verses and threw them together into one long one. And I want to say it's something over like nine minutes, but everyone goes so hard because the beat's so great. It's like Lloyd Banks, Remy, Mom, maybe definitely Papoose. Um, uh, like there's a whole bunch of people on it and they all killed it. Um, so that song, like, I don't know if it counts because like I said, I don't know if that, that full remix is even real. But I found it, so I'm counting it. Like, yeah, in my heart like, of hearts, I know it exists. And that's all that matters. There's, like, a fucking, like, ten-minute cut that's, I'm guessing, like you said, like, somebody just made online of uh, You and Me and No. Remember that song from, like, five oh, yeah. years ago? Oh, yeah. You and Know It. Yeah, somebody, like, just put a bunch of motherfuckers together over, over the instrumental. And I don't think it's, like, an official song. I think somebody just cut it together. Um, but it's, like, ten minutes long of that You and Me and No. Including that shitty Rick Ross verse. Yeah, what's... <laughs> what's funny the the difference though for me and why i feel okay putting this one is that i think for the uni know it one like they i feel like i feel like other people just jumped on it and did a freestyle you know what i mean like like yeah. i don't think rick ross was out here like hey do you want to be on this song whereas like the bus rhymes thing there was definitely a a like i said like a single or something that had all of those verses on it they were just separated into different songs. And then someone was like, I'm just going to combine tracks one through five and then, like, take out the Buster Rhymes verse that starts every single song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and just, like... Dude, <laughs> yeah, this song is 12 minutes long. It's Rick Ross, Future, Wiz Khalifa, ASAP Rocky. Let's see who's next. Two Chains. <laughs> and uh, Black... Hippie, which is like it's like fucking like Black Kendrick hippies. and everybody yeah, else. Black hippies like Kendrick Absol and Schoolboy Q. <laughs> so it's like it's like fucking like ten dudes on a song. All right, so let's see. So the, the, I don't think I've ever actually listened to it. <laughs> so the Touch It Mega Remix is what it's called. It yeah. shows up on Genius, so it may actually the, be a the, legitimate. Yeah, that's a legit song. Yeah, okay. yeah. If it's on there, it's legit. I don't so, think you could find this anywhere. So there's Lloyd Banks, DMX. DMX has another verse. Fuck Mary J. Blige. <laughs> Whoop! Alright. Neo. <laughs> Whoop! <laughs> Bapoos. Rod Digger. That's who I thought it was, Remy Ma. Missy Elliott. Buster Rhymes. And Swiss Beats is on there dropping a few struggle bombs. But. <laughs> but Fucking up everybody's shit. Exactly. Fucking Swiss Beats. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So that's a real thing, apparently. I wish I could see the length of it, like, right here, right now. But I can't. Um, but anyways, that's a lot of fucking people on it. All of them do great. I feel like I remember Lloyd Banks. 
uh, yeah. having the best verse. But what's funny is I definitely remember in the video, every person that is did a part of the video, I don't know that in this mega remix they all have like a video. Um, mm-hmm. But they would just be like dressed, like Buster Rhymes is dressed in like all orange and yellow. And the background is like a big yellow room. And like Papoose is dressed in like all green. And he's got like, or he's like green and white jacket. Mm-hmm. And a green baseball hat, and then uh, like the room's green, but like in the Buster Rhymes one, just by looking at this like thumbnail of the video, I immediately remember there's just some random other dude with Buster Rhymes in his room, and like he doesn't he doesn't say a line, he doesn't do shit, he's just in there, just like everyone else is just solo with the person like with them rapping, and this dude's just like in there being his hype man, but doesn't actually say anything. It kills me every time. <laughs> but yeah, so that song very it's a it's like nine minutes, and everyone does okay, and I definitely like it because the beat's amazing. Yeah. So uh, a quick thing about Mary J. Blige. Every time I, th- I hear about her now, or like I hear her name now, her dancing, right? I think no. Oh, okay. I th- well, yes, uh, yes, but also the clip of her singing to Hillary Clinton when she's oh, sitting yeah. in the chair. <laughs> Is it a gun? Is it a knife? And Hillary Clinton's like, just like staring at her. <laughs> like, what was the point? Like, why? Why are you doing this? Did somebody was like. Uh, she should have won the election just because she didn't burst out <laughs> laughing. <laughs> no, man, but uh, my number four is a bit of a cheat. I, I think this one's a bit of a cheat because it's it's actually two songs put into one, right. which is something that Tyler, the creator, does also. But I don't think any of his two songs put into one ever hit seven he, minutes, but this one does. He has a song on Wolf that's legitimately three songs put into one, and I still yes. think it's only like five and a half minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah, so that's like that the, when they do that, when they do that, I feel like they're like, uh, we got like two like half songs. Let's just smush them together. Right. But these two actually feel like two distinct separate songs. Right. So the, well, I haven't even said what the song is. It's uh, Pound Cake, Paris Morton Music Two, uh, from Nothing Was the Same, which I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago. Right. Um, it's the last. Is it the last song on the on the album? I think it's the last song on the normal one, not the deluxe version. Um, but the first half is, uh, it's got that, it starts with that cool little snippet. Do you remember? It's like, uh, I don't, I feel like I we, remember that it had a cool one, but I don't remember what it actually was. It was like, was. we, uh, the, back in the old days, we used oh, to yeah. get <laughs> champagne from the studio and uh-huh. just did it. Uh, yeah. Only real music can last. Only <laughs> the bullshit. See you today and gone tomorrow. Yeah. Look, one has a great quick, sample. The opening of that one, uh, I don't know why it makes me so mad. It makes me so mad I can't find the version of All Me anymore. Do you remember? With Randy? Yeah. Can't get no yes, more free, yes. Randy. Can't get no more free, Randy. They got to stop paying me for this. <laughs> yeah. Can't and no I, can't free, find, Randy. I can't find that version anymore. Yeah, because the al- yeah yeah because that was like the version that came out before the album drop. Right, that and was the album drop when I was on the and, radio too. Right, like I feel like I remember hearing it on the radio with the oh, no more free remember. Randy. Yeah, because I so I had so he drops that song before the album comes out. I add that to my iTunes, and then the album comes out, and I update all the songs, deleting the old one. And then before I realized that I had deleted the old one, I had the new one, which doesn't have that little clip with Aziz and Sorry going like, "Can't get no more free Randy." <laughs> And it's so good. I don't know why. It just sets it off the right amount for me. Stop paying me for this. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah. The first half, Pound Cake, has a Jay-Z first. And I think it's pretty good. I don't remember and that then, song, but I remember thinking I loved it. So, I need to go back and listen to it at some point. Oh, it's really good. And it has that great sample by, um, I think, who does he sample? I think he samples Janet Jackson. And he, like, takes a Janet Jackson song and uh, plays it in reverse. Okay. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, so that's my 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 fourth one. And then Paris Morton music's like less rap, right? It's like kind of more R and B. Um, maybe not. Maybe I think, no, I think it's wrong. pretty rap, yeah. Oh, but okay. it's just him. I think he talk. You know, I guess it should be less less aggressive and pessimistic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not, not in my best behavior. Something, something, something. Right. It's it's excellent. I got you. So the last one I'm gonna talk about, and I'm gonna play a small section of it for you, because it it's off of a Busta Rhymes album, and it's called Flip Mode Squad, or it's either Flip Mode Squad meets Def Squad or Def Squad meets Flip Mode Squad. So at the time, Buster Rhymes had his group. It's called Flip Mode, and if you listen to the song, you'll say Flip Mode and random songs. Um, Def Squad was very obviously like you know people in Def Jam. So you had Redman, Keith Murray, um, Rampage, maybe that he might have been. He might have been on Flip Mode. Either way, a couple mm-hmm. people that are more well known on Flip Mode. It really it was basically just. I feel like it was just. Uh, it was basically just Buster Rhymes and a bunch of people that are like lesser known. But there's a dude named I wanna say Lord Have Mercy. That's his <laughs> rap name. He has the most hilarious voice. And mm. it is so confusing every like here's the deal. I hadn't heard this song for years. Like I'd forgot this song existed. And I was listening to it, and I don't remember anybody's lines, right? And then the last dude is starting to finish, or the this dude before him starting to finish his verse, and I immediately, like, I remember, like, half of this dude's verse because his voice is so hilarious that I would just say it. Like, even just, like, sitting at home, I'll just say it because of his, like, the way he does it. So I'm going to play the very ending of one guy's verse, and you're going to hear uh-huh. it distinctly different there's no chance you're gonna miss this voice change and i just i want to hear your reaction this may be a flop you may not think this is funny i think this is the most hilarious shit ever all right so if you go to five minutes and 18 seconds of this song you're gonna hear the end of this verse and then it's gonna go straight into lord have mercy Bro, my man kills me with that voice every time. Dude, what in like, the fucking <laughs> Transylvania Dracula bullshit is that? Yeah, dude. He's yeah. like Bella Lugosi. Like, dude, he comes in, he's like, for now and forever. It's, like, it's my falls evil across that the land. Can do. The moonlight hand is close at hand. Bro, the ending of his verse, I can't remember the his last line is more like Afghanistan gorillas. So like, I just like every time dude, I'll just be sitting in my room, I'll just be like, for now and forever. Like, it kills me every time. And that means that dude actually got signed to a major label. Like, like that man is in Buster Rhymes crew. I can't imagine what he looks like. Like I was like, he's like, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what kind of mood are you going for? I'm like, uh, you know, just imagine like, uh, Vincent Price on Thriller made into, like, a full song. That's what we're talking about here. God, it kills me every time, dude. That dude has the best fucking voice. So, that's <laughs> that's that's my last song. The song's actually good. Keith Murray and Med, uh, Redman kill it. Straight up kill it at the mm-hmm. beginning of that song. And Buster Rhymes verse is good. And Rampage's verse is good. But that dude, every time he comes on, like, it ups that song from, like, an 8 to a 9 out of 10. Like, it's so bad that it fucking flipped on the other end of the spectrum like uh evil dead 
Like the yeah. first Evil Dead movie is not supposed to be funny at all. But it right. was so hilariously and poorly done that like it turned like into a comedy. Around. Yeah. And it's hilarious. And then they're like, oh, so we're just gonna double down on the funny then. And then Evil Dead's fucking two, three and whatever, like are just comedies. But, yeah. Yeah. but like that's what that song did for me. Then it for now and forever. <laughs> so absurd. Uh-huh. My man yeah, gets so that... into the booth and raps like that, and other people around him don't stop him. Yeah, dude, like, how did they not go, like, that fucking, like I said, the clip of, like, what is oh. he doing? <laughs> yeah, Shut this shit the fuck off! <laughs> and then they he's get, fucking up my single! And then they're like, get a different, he's like, nah, I got a different verse for you. And then he goes, like, more like Afghanistan gorillas. Like, <laughs> like, god damn it. <laughs> oh, dude, that shit is oh, so man. bad and so great. It is simultaneously both. So that's the last song over seven minutes. Please go listen to it to get the full effect. I don't know how great it's going to sound through the microphone, but please go listen to it on your own. Okay. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll play it. Um, I'll find it later. Yeah, and play. Let me see if I can find the fucking this thing. Hold on. Let's see if I can. Oh, here it is. <laughs> That's that dude. Dude, there's no way. There's no way that that the guy who got the song back for the first from that guy back being like, yeah, that was good. Let's have it. It it had to have been like a side of the prince thing that we were talking about last week, where like right before they sent it out to print, he just like sprinkled it like like, you know like salt over it, like right before they sent it out. Also, though, all right. So two things. One. What, that dude goes, what the fuck is he doing? Dude, that has to be the reaction. <laughs> Everyone else out there that heard him start that shit for now and forever, like, had to be like, the fuck is he doing? Mm-hmm. Or they were like, maybe that's just the first line. Like, maybe he's just trying to do a dramatic entrance. And then his next line is, evil that men do. Enter my innocent. And they're like, Jesus Christ, he's still going. Um, and then to, for that awful voice, the ridiculous voice, could you think of a better rap name than Lord Have Mercy? That Jesus. is, it's, it matches so perfectly in all the wrong ways, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. What the so, fuck is um, he doing? <laughs> turn the shit the fuck off and just. <laughs> <laughs> And then what I was saying is, like, if you go further in that video, he's like, they, they call the dude, and he's, they're like, what the fuck oh, is yeah. that? He's like, I got another verse, don't worry. And they're like, got another verse? <laughs> How do you have another verse? Or he's like, don't worry, he sends it over. And that was, like I said, the ending of that verse. Like, well, like, Afghanistan gorillas. Like, it's like they, like, they had to hope by the end he was going to change it, and he just wrote it the whole way through. Oh, my God. I need to look and see if that dude has a whole album. I need to go yeah, try and yeah, find a CV as like a oh whole album God. or a mixtape where he raps like yeah, the, the whole time. If you do send it, I'll play it during my Halloween party. <laughs> <laughs> or, or give it to a spirit Halloween and be like, look, he just put this while people shopping here. You could be like, this is kind of vulgar. Be like, but it sets the mood. <laughs> it sets the mood. <laughs> it gets the spooky people going. <laughs> it gets the spookies going. <laughs> um, so... I did have two that were close that I didn't um, uh, put on the list just because they didn't. They I thought they'd hit seven, but they didn't. One train was one. Uh, Dear John by Taylor Swift, which I, I think is really great, um, it, and has really good um, songwriting storytelling in it. That one's good too. And uh, Same Old Mistakes by Rihanna, which is a cover. 
Um, but it's still, both of them, I think, are like 6.45, 6.30-ish. So they didn't make the cut, and along with one train. Uh, gotcha. So real quick, two other things we should add to this growing list of music topics we want to talk about are yeah. best storytelling songs, and then I f- best posse cut, and then I feel like there was one more that I came across and then immediately fucking lost. So let's just add those two for now. Maybe I'll remember that other one later when I go back to listen yeah. to this. But we just need to add those to the list. Um, but yeah, so we're done talking about that because I feel like we're probably stepping close to time, right? I feel like yeah, yeah. I, feel, so, <laughs> I feel like I, I was just gonna say, I was like speaking, speaking of updating a, uh, something that's been going on for a long time or you know for a good while. Uh, the Last of Us did an update. The, uh, I think to recently, I think this week, when uh, the week as, as we're recording this, and they added a bunch of shit to it, more than they already had. Um, but one thing they added was a permadeath. Right. So basically, like when you start the game, you have like, like one life. Like if you die, like you die for real. Like, no checkpoints. It. It's like no checkpoints. It's like the fucking the Matrix. You know, when you die in the Matrix, you die for real. It's like that. Yeah. Now that so that. I don't know how much you follow it, but, like, that's actually a very common thing in video games that players do themselves. Um, Like, players will, like, people will just do, like, a challenge and be, like, the one death challenge. You know what I mean? Like, people will do, like, a a Pokemon game and say, like, if you have a Pokemon and it faints in a battle, it actually dies. And you just, like, put it in the PC and, like, let it go. You know, like, you you set it off. Oh, they, like, uh, yeah, they, like, manually set these rules for themselves. Right, exactly. Like, the game doesn't do it, but, like, they'll go and say, like, if I'm in this fight and my Pokemon faints, I'm going to act like it actually died, and then I never get to use that Pokemon again. Um, Like, I put it in the PC and then do whatever the instruction is to, like, get it to leave. Um, So, like, uh, Dark Souls is another one that's, like, an extremely punishing game. Um, And, like, people do, like, one death runs. You know, if you die, it's a wrap. Um, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool for a game like The Last of Us to embrace that considering that it works on a thematic level also. You know what I mean? Like, the whole mm-hmm. game is kind of like your... Like, what the depths you're willing to go and, like, the fact that everything's always kind of falling apart around you and there's death on every corner. You know what I mean? So, like, it yep. fits. Um, like, if you do a one-death run of fucking, like, Spider-Man, you're gonna be like, okay, but who cares? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, I've only died, like, three or four times. And I know, um, what was one of the games that I, I remember growing up on that had this? Uh, Bioshock. If you didn't yeah. use one of the little, uh, tank, the revival tank thingies. Like, yeah. I think that's one that was like that, where, like, you basically... I, like, I it like... doesn't auto-save, so you had to save. And if you decided, like, I'm just gonna play this without using those tanks... Then when right. I die, when it's you over. die, you'd have to constantly be saving. Which is, I think I feel like that's the easy way out because this is like the, the game rec- uh, like registers it. Like when you die, like the game goes, no, you're dead. Like I actually watched a clip, uh, I think yesterday, last night, mm-hmm. where a guy was he was only two and a half hours in, and so what he does, he, there's like a level where you like swing a rope in a synagogue. You remember that? I think so. You're yeah, like on a swinging rope, and so he uh, he jumps on his Ellie. And he tries to turn down the film grain or something, and he like hits circle one too many times, and he lets go of the rope, and so he falls to his death. Oh my! And God. he's like, no, no, oh, oh. And he like he's, he was like pissed about it, but you know, two and a half hours isn't. I mean, it sucks, but so I have to die that way. It's like I have the most amazing story, and it's about Destiny One. Did you ever play Destiny One, the first Destiny Mm-mm. game? Okay, Mm-mm. so they would do these things called raids. They would release them, and the very first raid was a Vex raid. So it was basically like uh, a fire team. Like, a squad in that game was, I'm pretty sure, three people. 
and your raids would be i want to say six people and so it was like yeah. a large sprawling dungeon with puzzles in combat that like you would get to like this giant boss that had like these crazy mechanics and then you you know you do that to you know that that would be like the highest strongest gear you could get until the next raid came out like you mm-hmm. could get like really good gear but like the best stuff came from that and so there was a trophy or an achievement depending on you know what system you use um called flawless raider and it was basically like in that game like when someone died i want to say they died for good until the rest of your party made it to the next checkpoint and then they would spawn in at the next checkpoint like whoever Mm -hmm. was left like if one person made it everyone came back at that next checkpoint but the trophy flawless raider was that nobody died at any point during the raid and we did it we were doing it for that i still don't have that fucking challenge i think and it's funny because we had done this raid so many times just getting gear, like, without even trying to get the trophy. You just do the raid, and obviously, naturally, you repeat things enough time, you you get you get better at it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So there's this one fucking spot where it's this giant cliff. And, like, in that game, it's a sci-fi game, so everybody kind of has their own, like, hover or, like, extra double jump, triple jump, like, mechanic for, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, jet boots kind of thing, but obviously, there's a limited amount. So, like... You know, if you're the Warlock class, like, as you jump, you need to, like, slowly tap it to slow yourself down enough so that way when you get to the bottom, you're not going fast enough to take fall damage and die. Right. I was using a Titan, which is kind of extra to this story. Like, I don't really need to go into that. But I was using a Titan. It was a specific jump mechanic. And I always used the Titan. I always did the jump. And I had literally, up to this point, done it close to 100 times at this point, probably. Never died on that jump. And I, like, remember... Even before we tried for this flawless Raider trophy, shitting on every friend who ever died on that jump. Because I was like, this is the easiest shit. Like, how are you dying? Just fucking press the button before you hit the ground. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. We did this flawless Raider trophy and made it through what is probably the hardest part. Because you, the boss was kind of easy if you learned this one thing you could do. We made it through the hardest part with no one dying. Like, we had continued to fail up until this point. We yeah. made it through this point. The next thing is that fucking cliff. And I'm the only one that fucking died. I I used, like, <laughs> all of my jet booster, like, higher than I thought I was. Because I, I fucking, dude, I did the fucking Reggie Miller choke, dude. I was like, I was like, in my, literally in my head before I did that jump, I was like, boy, this would be shitty if I was the one that died here. And, like, yeah, like I, crazy <laughs> if I was the one who fucking... And, like, I got too nervous and used, like, too much of my jump at the beginning and just didn't have any at the end. Like, I went to hit it at the end and nothing happened. I was like, it's me. I did it. Like, yeah. hit the ground, this died. Kind of and you like, just gotta, like, fucking get up and just, like, walk out and be like... Literally, I died. Everyone's like, who, who was that? Who was that? And I was just silent. I was staring at the fucking ceiling. And they're like, was that Tyler? And I was like, that, I know you're not going to believe this. was the only time I've ever died doing this. <laughs> then... God damn it. Um, something similar, not similar happened to us, but like, it was kind of the same. It was, um, we were playing Grand Theft Auto a couple months ago, oh right when God, quarantine dude. started. Great story for that. Did you? And we were, and we were doing the, uh, the heist, the first heist. And oh I think my... you have to break a... You have to break a guy out of prison. Yep. And, like, two people break him out. Two people have, like, the plane. And you have mm-hmm. to, like, fucking fly the plane in a fucking circle for, like, ten minutes. And so, dude, like, this is one of the best levels. Because there were so many steps to it. And it was big. And it was, like, like one of the early heists. So, it, you know, there was a lot put into it. 
And so it took us like three or four tries. And then we finally get the guy on the plane. And then all you have to do, the, the mission's over. All you got to do right, is, is jump out the plane. No, you got to jump out the plane parachute and you got to land. Yeah. Yeah, parachute. And there's a guy waiting for you with a helicopter. One guy. On the beach, right? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And also, so this we land- is important for my story, but you don't have to land on the beach. You can land you can in the water and swim to the beach. Yes, that's what we did. Yeah, and that's what we did. Because you don't just, take any fall damage when you land in water, mm-hmm. right? And so, so we did that. I was like, I was like, guys, don't get close to the helicopter. Just fucking don't get into the propellers. Just land in the water and walk. Because it, it had taken us like 20 minutes to finish. And so we're walking up to the helicopter after we get off the beach. And it like, it does fail. And we're like, what happened? The, 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 the fucking helicopter had landed in a bush. And the propellers had broken on a tree. And we had to do the whole thing over because the helicopter was landed on the wrong spot. We're oh like, my what the God. Fuck? So mine, this, oh God, this is so good. This one, I, I was share, somebody was share playing and I was just watching. It's like, yeah. like a kind of back ass words version of, uh, of streaming something. But he was share playing. I was watching them do the heist and <laughs> they're doing the heist and fucking they're, they're leaving. Right. And they're like doing that part. And like, there's one guy that has fucked them up, fucked, fucked it up for them every time they've done it. And he's still there because they're all friends in real life. And so they all land in the water and then mm-hmm. this dude is parachuting and he's like going full speed, right? Oh my god. He's going full speed to parachute and like one of them's like, What are you doing, Mike? And then the one I'm spectating is like he's like, Mike over here fucking <laughs> playing it fast and loose like usual. And he's uh-huh. going Bro, he parachutes Again, this is, I want to say you escaped to, like, almost an island or, like, a giant beach. Like, there is yes, so yeah, yeah, much yeah. water. And everyone just landed in the water, swam to shore. This man in the parachute hits the side of a mountain and dies. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, dude, Mountain Mike, what the fuck are you doing? And his nickname for, like, the next month was Mountain Mike. And it was so great because all of them were in the water watching him parachute in the sky. You just see, like, just the, like, all of a sudden. The ragdoll effects are so good because you hear... <laughs> You just fucking see the parachute. That's so great, dude. That's something like that happened to us in a later mission where you have to rob a bank and then you take motorbikes up to, like, one of the mountains and you have to, like, jump fucking off the motorbike and then in the air pull a propeller, right? Right. And so we fucking jump off and I'm like, guys, I didn't jump off the right part. Like, I literally jumped, pulled my (laughs) propeller and in the moment I pull it, fucking smack right into a rock and it's just like that. And I was like... Jesus Christ, no. Because it was one of those missions where, like, if you fuck up that, you have to go all the way back down to the city and drive all the way back up north. Yeah. Oh, God, dude. They were like, Mike, coming in hot as usual. And then he just nails the side of a mountain, bro. It was so avoidable. That's what killed me. Like, it was... And he wasn't trying. He's just, like, doesn't... Like, he he just wasn't thinking. And just, like, nailed the side of that mountain. I was like, why? And then we're at the end. Like, it's literally the last step is to swim like, to the we're beach. We're right there, Mike. God damn it. <laughs> that shit killed me every time. Oh, God. Boy. So, I feel like we're probably at an hour. I feel like I can trust that we're at an hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But 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 do you think you... I know we mentioned... Um, 
uh, before we recorded about playing The Last of Us again. Oh yeah. And I, I like, dude, like I, so like I said, I'm, I, you know, I played Uncharted Four and I'm playing Spider Man now, but I still can't feel, but like I miss playing The Last of Us Two, right? right? Like I just, I liked, I liked the the fucking combat and the being in that world. And so part of me goes, well, you can just play it again, but it's just so long and it's just it's so such much a time commitment. Yeah. That it, I'm like, ah, it's just fucking huge it's like wanting to rewatch the wire right where you know that something there is fucking amazing and you know it'll always be amazing right but it's just the commitment is so huge and even the, and i mean that's like 60 hours but it's like fuck like, and there's also you know the other point which is that like like i want to play it again and that's true it's like but it'll always be there so i can play it later and then you just yeah. never play it you just never right. go back yeah. but like yeah. in your head you're always like no, it'll still be there. Like, I can finish playing this game first. And then a new See, game comes the, out. You're like, I'll finish playing that one. And then I'll go play Last of Us 2 again. Like, it's just never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, part of me goes, I should do, go it and play, like, with all of my guns. And just go in fucking guns a-blazing. And just pow, pow, right? pow. You just fucking like, Turn it into a fucking action out. movie with the fucking yeah. SMG. Like, the silence SMG. Yeah, dude. Like, half of me wants to go and doing that. And half of me wants to go, you know what? I should make it harder and give myself a challenge. But then I'm like, or I could just make it, you know, unlimited supplies and just fucking go in, you know, yeah. John Wick this bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, God. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. One day in the near one future day. of yeah. 2045. Um, yeah. <laughs> be on the fucking PlayStation 8. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, I guess real quick, just because I mentioned at the beginning, Big yeah. Ten and Pac-12 have canceled football, right? Yes. ACC, SEC, and Big 12 have not made any announcements. No. There's, there's, it, but mean, there's no way this football season is happening, right? I think we're all in agreement. Uh, there's no way. I think there's no way it ends. I think they're, they might start it, but I, I don't think it, it goes to completion. I don't think – I don't see Carolina playing Notre Dame in November or whatever the fuck. Right. I really don't. I guess I could so. see that. What's funny is, like, in my head, I'm like, there's no way this, this season happens. But then all of that is made with the assumption that there are competent people who care in charge. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I read an article that said basically, like, every doctor for any of the big Power five schools, conferences, or whatever, are all like, no, nah, this is just a bad idea. Like, every doctor's like, this is just gonna, there's gonna be a lot of people sick. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. A lot of people are gonna get it, and they're just like, still playing coy, like, maybe we can, maybe we yeah. can't. I think the, I do think it is I, the fact that players are like trying to create a union, you know what I mean? Is, yeah. is a big deal, is a very big deal, um, even outside of this situation. But that may be what. To me, that may be what puts the nail in the coffin. You know what I mean? If players themselves are willing to just come out and be like, look, I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? If enough big names do that, I think you're good. Even yeah, if Trevor Lawrence yeah. is like, oh, we want to play. They're, they're doing well, the we, best they can. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Um, Dude, I can totally imagine the, the fucking team coaches calling a doctor and then hearing what he's saying and then literally reacting with, Turn this shit the fuck off! <laughs> That's what what I was the saying. fuck is he doing? <laughs> Turn this shit the fuck off! <laughs> He's zoom. fucking up my season! There's a Zoom call, and it's like, well, we don't think it's safe. He's like, Turn this shit the fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
Yeah, so that, that's exactly what's happening. No, dude, it's the translator. Like, the, they're on the call with the headsets on, and then the doctor's mm-hmm. like, this is not good, and the translator, like, rips his headphones off with that awful face. The coach is like, I don't want to fucking hear this. <laughs> oh, God. All right, guys, well, that's uh, that's episode 15. Um, you can catch me at T-Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at ever at evercastro92 on Instagram. And if you want to catch the podcast directly, you can catch that at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or email us directly at differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And for homework this week, let's say tell somebody you play online games with about the podcast, whether it's. Um, that new game Fall Guys, which we can talk about that next week. I haven't played it that much. And I do want to talk about it since it's relatively new and, and I've seen a lot of people talk about it. Um, whether it's Fall Guys or Overwatch or GTA or Madden or whatever, whoever you play with the most online, tell them about the podcast and, you know, help us grow our listenership. Absolutely. And if you don't online game, then just whoever you're playing games with online. You know what I mean? Like, like you catfishing somebody, <laughs> tell that person yeah. to watch the podcast. <laughs> Uh, you uh you know you're dming them but then when they respond you don't say anything (laughs) send that person a link to the podcast (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're constantly fucking putting eye emojis under someone's pictures send that person a link to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) all right all right guys when they get to this episode they'll know that you were trying to make a move (laughs) Uh, yeah that'll work um it's the long game yeah it's the the long con all right, guys. I, uh, what were you going to say? Wait, I was going to say, I was, I'm going to send you something in a little bit. Okay. But have you seen this video where somebody puts a voiceover over No Country for Old Men? Have you seen No Country for Old Men, or do you like know sort of what it's about? I feel like we've talked about it. Yeah, I, I know a decent amount. I recognize the movie, and I know a lot of what's going on. So, after you get off, I'll send it to you. But anyway, I don't know why I'm saying this on air, but just fucking hilarious and for, for some reason you talking about doing it online reminded me of it like the fucking clip just flashed into my brain and i was like oh i gotta send it to tyler but anyway <laughs> all right well and i'll post it from the twitter account for this episode here so that way everyone yeah. gets to enjoy what the fuck we're talking about even though i currently in this moment have no idea what it is uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. sounds good stay safe stay entertained and we'll catch y'all next week every thursday at fucking noon Mm-hmm. Be safe, guys. Take it easy, and we'll talk soon. Peace. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Okay, so this is, uh, is going to be an announcement for anybody that doesn't know me personally, but uh, <laughs> your boy is having a second kid. Oh! Uh, yes, sir. So in honor of that, and, and by the time that this comes out, we will know the gender, but obviously I don't right now. But in honor of that, yeah, he threw one of my favorite, most hilarious Kanye lines to me, which is, uh, <laughs> yep, we was practicing to one day your ass bust through the package and you know what, though? You my favorite accident. <laughs> <laughs>